Everybody, this is Charlie from Anthrax, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. This is Mark Metcalf, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey and Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. Rise again, 311, Cedar, Mudvan, many more. May 16th through the 19th, Columbus, Ohio. Tickets on sale now at SonicTempleFestival.com. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or BitChute or Rumble or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever podcast platform you utilize, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm about to bring you up right now. We're talking to Mr. Kurt Dimer. How you doing, man? Good. What's up, brother? How are you? Good, good. I was just uh, telling you before we went on the air, I'm jealous of the, the clear blue skies down there in southern Ohio, up here by Cleveland. It's all like gloomy. And gray yeah it's 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 nice today it's cold though but uh we'll be we'll be heading your way in a couple of days i think in between now and then there's a little storm coming through here so hopefully yeah we'll yeah we had had some snow last night i woke up to this morning too so yeah. <laughs> but we'll see but yeah so you'll be up here uh cleveland area this sunday night performing at the winchester and lakewood uh definitely looking forward to checking that show out but uh usually when i have people on for the first time i like to get a quick background so do you remember originally what you want to be when you grew up oh god well when i was young i just wanted to figure out how the earth was even floating in the sky um <laughs> and how we even existed or how, where we came from and then i thought maybe about being a veterinarian when i was young because i liked animals and then I liked music. I, my parents uh, got me piano lessons when I was like seven. So I took piano for a while. Then I got into the drums, um, played the drums, and uh, just tried to get out of high school with as little effort as possible while playing in a band and just enjoying life and partying. And uh, that's pretty much what I remember about that. And just getting to my age of 20 and quitting the band and getting my life together and got a degree in English literature from University of Cincinnati 
ended up getting a master's degree later on when I worked for Chevron and the oil business and got that from Webster University in St. Louis and uh, went and worked for other companies and uh, started my own oil company in 99 and got back into this a few years ago. So that's kind of a nutshell summary of uh, how this has went. But growing up, I never thought I'd have a chance to uh, come back and do music, which I love so much, and, and let alone acting now, which I didn't know I could even yeah. do. I was so nervous and anxious when I was young, but uh, th that's where it all started, though. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was reading, and, and quite an incredible story you have. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I want I definitely want to touch on some of the acting stuff, but uh, you, yeah. like, what, what were some of your, who were some of your early influences of music when you were first, like, really caught that bug? Um, ACDC, because their sound was different. His voice, Bon Scott's voice was unique. He, he stayed true to his voice. I love Van Halen because they stayed true to who they were, and had their own unique sound. Um, I listened to Rush. I list, listened to Cheap Trick. I saw Iron Maiden before Bruce joined the band. Um, saw Ozzy and Randy So, right before he passed. So all those bands influenced me. I just never thought, because I had anxiety when I was young, that I'd ever be able to get on stage and perform. But I figured all that out as I grew up and, and got older. So. Here we are, man. But those were some of my early influences and what I listened to a lot of. Oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say Boston. I used to listen to Feeling Satisfied on my little record player. I love that when the guitars came in. So, yeah. Oh, All that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool good stuff. And then, uh, like, what was, uh, like, the music scene like uh, in your area growing up? Uh, the, the big, the most influential areas, I... I moved around a lot because my dad was in the oil business. Every time he'd get a job, we'd have to move. So my biggest stint was in Houston from, uh, you know, for about six years, fifth grade till halfway through high school. And that's where I saw a lot of those bands. I mean, I was going to two, three concerts a month. That was like my my hobby. And I, I saw, black, you know, like I said, Black Sabbath, Van Halen. First show ever was Jackson Brown. Then I saw Charlie Daniels, man. That got the bug going. Cheap Trick, all those bands. So that period of time influenced my life because all those bands were coming through and playing at the Houston Summit or the Sam Houston Coliseum, and they just blew me away. And I said, if I can do that someday, I would love to, to do it. So Nice. And then um, <clears throat> you mentioned, you know, like, you know, getting into a band of your own starting uh like where where were you living at the time when you started your own band originally yeah i, I dabbled around in bands in uh, cincinnati ohio it was about the time the afghan wigs were coming out of cincinnati and we play i went to university of cincinnati or at least i i tried to while i was playing in the band um and uh we just played local around clifton at like sudsy malone's and um the plaza and that's when bands like the red hot chili peppers were coming through town and playing bogarts you know it was that period of time so and then i uh met my kids mom i, I have three bo beautiful boys and uh they're all older now but uh, i met their mom and uh she helped me buckle down and kind of get rid of, of 
the final addictions I had, you know, drinking too much and all that stuff when I was younger. And uh, then I made the dean's list, got out of college. So she had me uh, stop playing in the band. And it was a good, probably a good decision at that point. And I said, someday we all only live once. If I ever get a chance to do it, do it um, I'll do it again someday. But I kind of tucked away my creative side at that point and went into business. Yeah, and you know, I've there's so many aspects of your story that I found inspiring. But uh, I wanted to touch a little bit more on. I'm uh, currently 14 years sober myself. I've uh, struggled with. Thank you, I, and uh, you know, I've had a you know history of uh, struggles with uh, you know anxiety and PTSD from uh, my time in service. And this is kind of therapy for me doing this podcast, getting out and talking to people. And now, like I said, you know, uh, going to meetings, being in recovery. So I relate to a little bit of your story, but do you care? Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit more about, uh, you know, the past and when you settled down and made the oh, turnaround? Yeah. Well, here, here was the problem. Um, and for, first and foremost, thank you for your service. Um, too, too many people take what you do for did or have done and, and do do for our country for granted. So thank you for your service. But back back in the day, when I was young, I'd had I, I would get panic attacks. I'd have anxiety. I would get so nervous. Uh, I, I'd have heart palpitations, all that stuff when I was young, and I didn't know what it was. And I was self medicating, you know, with drugs like marijuana. I did cocaine. Um, drank a lot, started drinking beer young, um, because it made me feel better. And, but I, I knew there was an underlying problem, but I was too young at that point to figure it out. And as I grew older, it got worse in my twenties that when I got into the real world after, you know, quitting doing all those drugs, I was pretty much just drinking and trying to not smoke much, uh, cigarettes. And it just kept getting worse and the panic attacks would get worse. So I started like look, going and finding resources to try to figure out what was wrong because talking to counselors wasn't helping or anything like that, or uh, psychologists and whatnot. That was just Band-Aid shit. And uh, I finally figured out my brain didn't make serotonin naturally like most human beings do. And I went to my doctor myself in my early 30s, and I just told him, I'm like, I know exactly what's wrong with me. I've been dealing with this half my life or longer and self-medicating and I need a serotonin uptake inhibitor where it puts serotonin, helps my brain make the serotonin. And that was in the late nineties and my, changed my whole life. And that's exactly what it was. I just, you know, I needed an uptake inhibitor and I take a half of one of those a day and a bare aspirin. That's the only medication I've ever taken my whole life. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you sharing that because a lot, a lot of people like to talk, you know, about, uh, you know, there's a stigma now with mental health, especially, you know, I have a lot of veterans on here. You know, we, uh, you know, try to be open with, you know, the, the struggle with PTSD and mental health and stuff like that, because it's like the only way we can start, you know, quit losing people is by, by talking about it first and foremost, you know, so I appreciate you, you know, sharing your journey on here yeah um, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed of it uh, you know you know when you have that panic disorder and you've probably had this in your around people you, you think they're looking at you in a weird way and you think they notice that you're having a panic attack and 
it, that makes it even worse. And I, I just want people to be strong, realize you can fight through it. Don't give up. I didn't give up. I, I mean, I easily could off myself, you know, when I was going, because it's terrible. It's like the feeling of death all the time when you have these panic yeah. attacks. And go go do talk to your doctor and find out if your brain makes serotonin and it'll change your life and uh and make it normal again so don't give up and i'm i'm a huge advocate of that so and i'm here to help any of you at any time just listen to our music come out and see me i'm happy to talk to any of you anytime awesome awesome kurt yeah i uh <clears throat> you know i for me my journey was a little little different you know because uh I, I I found like a bunch of like a lot of holistic uh, ways too to kind of deal with some of the things that like, you know, I, a lot of mine was like trauma related, you know, so it's like yeah. you compartmentalize yeah. stuff. And then, you know, I found, um, you know, like things like hypnotherapy and float tanks and, you know, I've done, done the gambit of things of just silencing my mind and getting to the core Cause like you said, you know, going and talking to people and throwing a bandaid on things, you know, doesn't yeah. really treat the underlying issues. Getting to the root root causes of stuff is how, uh, you know, we, we can finally exactly. start turning around. And, and like I said, my continued therapy is like, you know, I mean, I, I go to meetings, I, uh, still do, uh, you know, self care and, uh, you know, I do this podcast and it's more, you know, it's selfish cause it's like, it helps me get out of my shell, but, you know, I also get to talk to good people like you to share a message, you know, with others, you know. No, it's good for you, man. It's, I mean, you know, when you can go from one point, I remember vividly one day when my kids were young and my anxiety was at its peak. I was, we were taking our kids to church when they were young and I was going to do, be an usher, you know, do the offering plate thing. And I couldn't even walk in the church. I was so fucking nervous and I just had to not do it. And to go from that point, low point in life when we all got to hit rock bottom to reach our fullest potential and yeah. uh, to go for, from that low point to now walking on stage and playing in front of thousands of people. It, I hope that gives people encouragement that you can figure out what's wrong and you can live your dreams. You just got to get to the root of it and then keep fighting and go forward because I seriously could not walk into the church that day, and now I go on stage, and I can't wait to be in front of all those people. So it's crazy, man. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, like I said, I'm reading reading your story. That was some stuff I definitely wanted to to tackle with you because it is so inspirational. And I think you know, getting that out and letting more people hear it um, definitely helps. Um, well, I know you. some of, some of the other things that uh, caught my eye too is. Uh, you know, and I'm hope I'm not like bouncing all over kind of your timeline, but you did mention a little bit of acting, and uh, I'm a big horror movie fan, and yeah. I, I I had read that, uh, you know, you actually had a role uh, in in a in the Halloween movie, and you got killed by Michael Myers or something, or yeah, I I never thought I'd be into acting again back in the day. Why would uh, anxiety boy want to get in front of a camera? You know, it, it's let alone in front of a person in a meeting back then. And that, so, you know, it, I had started my oil brand Starfire and my company Coolants Plus back in 99 above my garage. And now it's runs itself and we're all over the world. And 
part of our campaign of growing our brand, we would put our product in movies. So, in, uh, and get, you know, how you kind of see, like, in Fast and Furious, maybe a drum of oil or whatever. And yeah. all, all the products are lubricants. So we were putting our product into this movie, Trading Paint, to, and putting our logo on the back of the racer's jacket, you know, Starfire. And, and in order for us to do that, I said, well, I want to be, have a cameo in that where I come down and present the winner's check to, uh, you know, the winner of the race in the movie, not a speaking role or anything. Yeah. So that was the agreement. And I went down there. And next thing you know, I'm getting offered a role as the track announcer. And uh, I end up learning my lines, and I end up acting in the movie with Toby Sebastian from Game of Thrones. John Travolta and I are planning out my scene at the end. It's the very last scene of the movie. And uh, I get into that movie, and then about two months later, I get the role of the teller at the gas station for the 2018 Halloween movie. And uh, we had put our product in there, and I get the role to be killed by Michael Myers as the teller with the speaking line. So nice. I'm in. I'm in the 2018 Halloween. I'm sure you've seen it if you're a horror fan. Oh, um, yeah, a huge horror fan and a huge Halloween, you know. Yeah, the, te the teeth came out of my mouth, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I'm the guy laying there dead on the counter, the bald guy. Yeah, so and then he drops the teeth under the bathroom stall. Yeah. Drops the teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I love it. I, I get into that, and I'm sitting at the gas station, you know, with, with this prosthetic all over my face all day, covered in a towel because we're out in public, and I'm – there with James Jude Courtney and we're just sitting, you know, who plays Michael Myers and I'm just sitting in the, in the uh, gas station, uh, what do you, the store with them while we're in between shoot, you know, shoot sh uh, shots and uh, just thinking I'm going to do my own horror franchise and I want to act more. I don't just want these one line parts and all that because I'm kind of a crazy ass fuck, you know, and uh, so I end up uh calling my buddy Kevin Wayne in Alabama and he had an idea for a movie called Hellbilly Hollow that actually would be shot at a horror attraction called Hellbilly Hollow. So the next thing you know, we're writing uh, and putting our ideas together. We got a writer to write it and uh, we're shooting Hellbilly Hollow in March of, uh, of that next year and uh, that hasn't come out yet but it's coming and I star in that as Bull and uh, Kevin Wayne plays Tickles, my brother, and uh, we're just crazy-ass psycho fucks. And I got that in the can, so that'll be coming out. But this March of this year, I just shot another movie called Scared to Death with Lynn Shay and Bill Mosley. Lynn Shay from Insidious and Bill Mosley, okay. you know, and something about Mary and all those uh, Kingpin, Kingpin. And Bill Mosley from Devil's Rejects, who's one of my yeah. Idols, let alone now I star alongside him in this horror movie coming out, and uh, that's coming. So, and we got more movies in the works. So, uh, acting career is just ramping up right now. But uh, we'll have two movies that you'll be able to fucking enjoy, man. Being a horror fan coming out, starring Kurt Dimer here in 2024, 2025. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I was reading about the and I was going to ask about the Hellbilly Hollow now. Um, you know, is there any kind of like uh, spoiler-free like plot kind of uh, you can give well, us? Well, I mean, yeah, it kind of, it kind of tells that it's kind of an origin movie. It's kind of like the original Halloween, if you will, where it kind of introduces you to this horror duo of Bull and Tickles. And if you come to Hellbilly Hollow to have a good time you're and uh, you piss Bull off, 
there's a good chance you're not going to be leaving the hellbilly, leaving hellbilly hollow, you know, and, uh, and not that you've done anything wrong by coming there. He is, he's a nut and his brother does whatever he tells him to do. And his brother can only communicate with bull because he doesn't talk. So that gives yeah. you a little bit of a plot. Yeah, and we, yeah. We move on and hellbilly hollow uh, two is already written and that'll take you back to our roots kind of, uh, where we came from and how we ended up at Hellbilly Hollow in the first place. So nice. And where uh, you had mentioned, you know, I mean, right now you're down in Cincinnati. You do spend time out in LA and then uh, Michigan area. Where is the majority of the uh, the filming and stuff taking place? Uh, we shot Scared to Death out in uh, out in uh, Altadena, California, which is near Pasadena. We shot Hellbilly Hollow in Alabama. Uh, at the actual Hellbilly Hollow in Benson, Alabama. Uh, most of my music I create with Chris Lord Algae out at Mix LA, out in LA. Uh, also, my manager is Brian Wheat from Tesla, and uh, so we do stuff up in his studio in New York as well. Um, in fact, we're getting ready to go out and do a bunch of shows with Tesla in addition to our headlining shows. So. That's my manager. So I spend time between New York, L.A., Michigan, Ohio, on a tour bus everywhere. Um, I just pretty much am on the road all the time creating, depending on where I have to go to create. So, And what's great is what you were saying is like you got your 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 business to a place where it just kind of runs itself now. And, and you have the you're able to go do all these things. Then I'm very blessed. I worked my ass off for 20 well, 20 years building the, the, the company from nothing. Um, I was the only one at the beginning, you know, that uh, got it going. I was blessed to meet the, uh, Darren Ward, who runs my companies now. And I can uh, having someone I can trust who's my great friend and who, you know, was able to learn the business by coming. He came from a totally different industry. And he's just doing a phenomenal job and all that sweat equity I put in at the beginning and all that risk I took all paid off and I feel very blessed. Now I can go create and uh, entertain folks and do things I love to do, share my message with others, you know, do what I can to help veterans. I believe the more you give, the more you get in life. And uh, I've only just begun. And as I, you know, become bigger and more well-known, I hope to help more people. Uh, and share you know exactly what i've done in my life uh, all over the world so yeah yeah man that's awesome yeah i agree you know it's like the flow state you know to receive you got to give you know and uh yep. it's uh if you're just you're, always taking 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 you're you know what kind of life is that you know the more you give to help others the more will come back to you and yeah I've always, yeah I've always, I've always lived that that <laughs> And uh, I'm a big giver and I like to help people, you know, hand to hand. I don't like to necessarily give money to these big organizations that uh, you never know where the money's going to. I like to help people, you know, in real life. You give us good service at a restaurant, you might get a big surprise, you know, tip because you're working your ass off to take care of your kids or your family or just survive in this world. And I like to help uh, veterans. I like to help animals that are abused. Uh, I mean, any of that kind of stuff. You just got to find ways to help locally and, and make it hand-to-hand. -hand. It's more personal that way, and you know you're making a difference. 
exactly exactly i've learned as i've uh on my journey with this with this podcast i interview a lot of veterans uh from there there was a lot of organizations that had helped me along the way in my healing so i've had a lot of those veterans on and then i learn about other organizations and a lot of guys getting out they don't know they just know the va you know they don't know all these other options out there so i try and give them a platform on here to uh you know, and you find out which ones, like there's you know, the ones that, you know, I don't want to throw any under the bus, but there's a lot out there that, you know, they get a lot of coverage, but then when you look in, in, at the books, how much is really going to helping, you know, right. veteran exactly. stuff. It's like, I, like you said, I like to do the, you know, give the outlet to the, the smaller ones that, you know, where it's going and what they're doing, you know. Yeah, and if you, guys, any, you and any of your friends, I, I I think you're coming to the show Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shauna's got me, you know, covered, and I definitely, you know, I definitely looking forward to meeting you. So, and if you got any any veteran friends that want to come, that you know, can't, uh, you know, I can help get into the show. I'm happy to do that, and uh, just let me know the names, and uh, I'll either buy them tickets or do whatever because I'd love for them to be able to come out and enjoy an evening and rock out with us awesome man yeah it sounds good i'll uh make let sure Sean, I, i'll yeah let, let Sean Sean know. yeah yeah and and i wanted to also talk about uh you know going kind of going back to the the hellbilly hollow um your single doom is yeah. a uh is featured in that correct <clears throat> yeah it, uh, it's the big uh, scene at the end of the movie it's kind of like remember the devil's rejects your Leonard Skinner song while they're getting blown in the car shot at in the car it's yeah. that slow-mo walk away scene and yet we needed a move a, a song for the movie and you know we talked about addiction and all that and it's very prevalent all over the world uh, all the different types of ways people get addicted heroin being one of them and who, whatever else, even pills or whatever, prescription drugs. And, you know, doom is a, such a prevalent uh, thing in horror movies because there's usually some kind of bad ending, um, which is doom. But then I wanted to also write a song about drug addiction and the doom that people faces, that uh, people face in life but because of that. And uh, if that can help anybody, you know, by pointing that out or bringing uh, awareness to it, I wanted to do that even though I was writing it for a horror movie. So I kind of had an underlying message in there. Nice. And then um, you already touched on your, your relationship with, uh, with, with Tesla, but how did uh, that come together for you originally? Well, we had done a run in, on early 2022 with uh, Ingve Malmsteen. We'd finished that run and uh, it came to be, during that that we got uh, or a month or two after that tesla was doing like six shows down in texas finishing in new orleans and they were looking for an an, an opener and uh we're like uh direct support and like hell yeah i mean i would definitely want to play with tesla and uh and there was a good fit we felt for our vibe and uh so we did these runs, some very nice uh, uh, venues, House of Blues, and some big theaters and uh, auditoriums and whatnot. And uh, we were in Midland, Texas, and I was just sitting out in my chair having a smoke, and uh, Brian Wheat walked by, and I hadn't talked to him the first couple shows. He's the bass player at Tesla. 
and he just doesn't talk to anybody and he came up and said i really dig your vibe and your sound you uh sound like my uh, side project uh i can't remember what the my side pro project uh i'm drawing a blank on what it's soul motor I, fuck i can't remember i'm sorry brian um <laughs> i'll remember it as soon as we're done but anyways he sounded a lot like his side project and i'm like cool and he was playing it for me and then we just talked and you know he started tesla with frank and jeff and the garage and sacramento as kids and build it from nothing which i can relate to i built my company from above my garage before i got back into music and i was kind of bouncing around out in la trying to figure out who who was real who wasn't who really wanted to help advance my career and i had uh, ma management at the time it was do doing a great job but i just felt like i needed a little bit of a change in direction and uh it just needed to do some tweaking and uh I called uh, Brian and just asked him if he would ever entertain that and uh, he liked me a lot and liked my vibe and uh, we hit it off and we decided to work together so that's kind of how that all went down and nice. now we've been together over a year nice and then um you know I like like we've already mentioned you're gonna be playing here this Sunday up at the at the Winchester but like let's talk a little bit about your your live show i mean we know your background with like not being you know with the anxiety back in the day not being able to walk into the church but now it's like you 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 take that stage what can fans expect you know or what could they look forward to from a live performance at your like show? A, a band like ones they probably haven't ever seen before i stay true to my voice i have a unique voice i don't try to do things i can't do with my voice um I mean, I've only been back in this like three years now, and now we've been touring, you know, for two years. It's been two years now with Tesla, Ingve, Jeff Tate. So now we're finally getting to headline because of that hard work. And uh, we're so excited. You'll get a 75-minute set of rock and roll. I will lose my shit on stage. I'm crazy. Um, I'm the most chill dude that you'll, you'll meet me after at the merch booth. I'm the most chill, laid back, quiet, spoken guy. But when I get on stage, I turn into a whole different person, kind of like I do in the movies. And it Just gets not, a lot. Not full lot. bull. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not I mean, full it's, bull. <laughs> it's, it's just rock and roll, man. Like you, It's like when I went to see Van Halen and I didn't know what to expect back in the day. And they were just playing one tune after another that just kicked ass. And that's what people say when they come up to me after the show. It's like, never heard of you before. What different sounding great rock and roll. You're like just bringing rock and roll back the way it was. And uh, that's what you can expect. High energy. We're going to honor our veterans with our song Hero, uh, which we play at every show. And... Uh, and now that we can headline, like I've been telling everybody, now we have even more goodies on the stage instead of just trying to fit in the spot we're given. So I can't nice. wait for that. So now we have our own show that we're putting on on these headline shows. And we'll be putting on the same thing at the Tesla shows as well because it's just us and Tesla. Awesome. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it uh, Sunday. And and you know, and I'll, I'll let you know and all your listeners know um, on this uh tour our be kind tour 2024 i'll be bringing the halloween kill scene picking me on the counter and signing those for all the horror fans so 
make sure you're at the show and uh, meet up with us afterwards. And uh, I, I always meet with the fans as long as they want me to. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll definitely be there. I want to make sure I get a picture with you and everything. Yeah, man. But um, so, you know, before we get ready and wrap up, I want to ask you a couple of the questions I normally ask guests that I have on. Okay. Um, you mentioned a lot of your early influences, but who would you say are your, like, top three musical artists? Top three musical artists. Johnny Cash. Led Zeppelin. Um, let me pick one from the uh, reggae world because I love reggae music. Stick figure. Nice. And then uh, what was the last book you've read? The last book I read in full. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a good question, man. Um, probably The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Nice. I got that in my library. It's been part of my journey as well. Yeah. Good, good stuff, man. And then uh, what class do you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? <laughs> What class? I didn't even want to go to high school. So um, common sense. Yeah. They need, to, they need to create a class and call it common sense. Because I don't think we're, we're nobody's graduating with common sense anymore. Or they're not given the tools to uh, figure out how to even survive a day in life. So that would be nah, my class. I agree. And then, uh, damn, there was a, uh, I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank myself. Oh, Thomas Paine wrote uh, a book called Common Sense. Maybe they should do that, bring that back too. Yeah, just study that book. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, Brian's side project band Soul Motor. So I knew I'd remember that. All right, cool. We got it. Sorry, we got it. Brian. I got that right. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, it's common sense, man. Or, you know, even, even the power of positive thinking. I mean, you could te teach that to kids in school or the book that taught me how to start my own companies and how to uh, succeed in life and how you can hit, you have to hit rock bottom to bounce back was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I highly recommend that book. That was oh, my yeah. book for starting my own company. So Another one I have in my library. I've got to encourage, uh, try, I try and encourage my kids to, you know, pick oh, up yeah. some of those check them out you know i got all my There's boys a copy think and grow rich i don't know if they ever read it but at least i gave them the opportunity so exactly exactly and then um who are three people who've inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today well first and foremost my uh my dad um and you can see my dad on youtube but he died in 16 and I wrote a song called My Dad for him, which we'll be playing live eventually. Um, but there, there is a video on YouTube, uh, on my YouTube channel, at Kurt Dimer. So that's number one. He taught me how to always take the high road, how to be kind, and just how to treat people. And uh, always 
had my back no matter what, even if I was doing drugs or whatever, he was always there for me. The second person would be my uh, grandma, who lived to be 106, who would do anything for me. I was her first grandchild. Uh, she influenced me, gave me strength that I needed. She wasn't afraid of the world. Um, for Christ, she only died because we couldn't go visit her during COVID, which was absolutely pathetic. But mm. I won't go. I won't go there. Um, so that would be the second biggest influence. And then third, take it away. Don't go into the family. Be Michael Jordan. Um, I finished high school in Chicago, and the, I'm a very competitive guy. And the just his competitive nature and how he refused to lose and always wanted to succeed in life has left a big impression on me as I started my businesses and whatnot, that there isn't anything you can't do. And it was more that his competitive nature and that's what made him so great. Yeah, I agree. And then, um, are there any, uh, causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Yeah. Check my sister passed of ovarian cancer in 13, uh, three years before my dad passed in 16 and I grew up in a family of four. So now it's just me and mom. My mom's 86. God, God bless her. Um, but we started a foundation in my sister's name called the L capital L foundation. It's lfoundation.com. Uh, we take donations on there and then I, I make sure that my niece, her daughter, Jade, who's also in music, she's going to full sail down in, uh, Orlando and Winter Park, Florida, going to nice. be an engineer, and she's a musician as well. Um, we we donate money uh, to St. Jude's to help kids with cancer through the L Foundation. I also do a scholarships um, in her name at our high school that we went to in Chicago, and we give two of those away a year um, through my company, Starfire. Um, and like I said, uh, as far as other charities and whatnot, it's just who I think needs help. If a tragedy happens, here's an example. Like the, the night I got into trading paint, that movie, which changed my life, and here we are today, that was that night in uh, 17, September of 17. I can't remember the exact date. But that night I was with my driver heading back up to Cincinnati because I had to go back to work. You know, I, I'm still in the company at that point. And I was reading on on uh, one of the news apps that this girl had passed away over in England from a poor family from chewing on her hair and got a stomach infection. And she died at like 14 years old. And the family had a GoFundMe page set up to um, pay for her funeral expenses. I just paid off the whole balance of what was left, what was needed, uh, because I didn't need that money for being in the movie. I knew I was going to get paid a certain amount. And I just gave it to that family uh, all the way over in England and changed their life and helped them put their poor daughter who passed away of that infection to rest. And that's the kind of, you know, donating I do and helping families directly, which, you know, go out, walk out of your house today, any of you, and just help a neighbor, help the elderly, help your veterans. I give to veteran stuff or I'll, I would love to start doing shows that, for veterans all over the country and not charge at all for them to come to the shows. So that's the way I give. And uh, I encourage the, everybody to check out the L Foundation if you want to help kids with cancer directly uh, through my sister's uh, 
memory. Nice. And then, um, what would, uh, favorite toy as a child? <laughs> <laughs> favorite toy as a child? God. There were so many. Um, I like that, what, what was it called? Uh, I would say Lincoln Logs in the Plastic Army Men. I would build Lincoln Log forts and shit, and they occupied a lot of time, and then I'd blow up the little plastic soldiers with shit. So <laughs> Lincoln Logs with the plastic soldiers. Awesome. <laughs> and then speaking uh, of I our... also like Birdie Bird, too. Remember Birdie Bird? The little helicopter that you flew around on the pole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. And, and I like that thing that would kick field goals, where you just pound the head of the football player who would kick field goals. I like that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, speaking of our military members, any message you have for our current uh, military members currently serving overseas? Yeah, I, check out uh, my song "Hero" on YouTube. And uh, you'll know plain as day how much I thank you for your service, for your sacrifice, even your families back home, the sacrifice they make to, that when you're gone, uh, I mean, people take you for granted and it should never happen. And I'm sorry for that because I know without you, I couldn't be in Lakewood, Ohio this Sunday night rocking out for any veterans that can make it out or all you folks that can make it out to the show. And we need to honor our veterans and uh, and realize the sacrifice they make so that we can have a normal as possible life in this crazy world. And that goes for first responders, you know, anybody like our firefighters, our police, anybody who helps us try to live safe in this crazy world that sacrifice their lives as well. We cannot take all these people for granted. And I'm, I feel very strongly about that. And even the frontline workers, you know, during the COVID and all that, the, the people that uh, make our days as convenient as possible. So we need to appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you overseas. Please be safe. And uh, thank you for your courage and for protecting us. It, it means a lot to me. And uh, check out the song Hero. Let's spread that all over the world because you guys are true heroes and women, all of you that are fighting. Man, Kurt, thank you so much. It was uh, awesome getting to getting to talk to you on here, and I'm looking forward to talking to you in person on Sunday. Yeah, we're um, having a good time, brother, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna hit Shauna up, and then you know maybe try yeah. and get out get out there early or whatever. And and uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. If you get any uh, any veterans or anybody who wants to to hang or whatever, just to kind of let her know what what the deal is, and uh, I'm happy to help and. Uh, We'll get them into the show. Awesome, man. I appreciate that so much. And then uh, for any of uh, the fans out there, or people listening that may be new to uh, hearing about you through this interview, uh, want to know more and support you, where would you send them? Yeah, it's uh, Kurt, K-U-R-T, Dimer, D-E-I-M-E-R. Go to KurtDimer.com. Um, you can always find all our info on there. You'll be able to buy merch there. Our new double uh, debut album is coming out here in a couple months. We'll be available there, and hopefully we'll have record store chains or, or uh, locations around the country that will have it as well listed there. Go to at Kurt Dimer on uh, Facebook 
follow me there. Follow me on the Kurt Dimer Fam Club on Facebook, F-A-M as in family. Um, on Instagram at Kurt Dimer. On X at Kurt Dimer. On YouTube, Kurt Dimer. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Spotify, follow me there. Check out our music. Spread the word. And we're on Apple, Amazon, anywhere you stream music. So, And you can buy our CDs online as well. And, of course, we'll have a big merch booth up in Lakewood and all the venues that we go to. And me and all the guys are happy to meet everybody and sign. We, you don't have to sign up for a meet and greet or anything. You're just going to meet. We're going to meet you no matter what. And thank you for being there. And, again, remember, I'll have my Halloween photos with me. If for your horror fans that collect uh, that kind of stuff, and I'm um, happy to sign those as well. So nice, yeah, I'll definitely get one of those from you. But everything's yeah. Kurt Dimer. You can Google my name, and you'll find all kinds of shit. So just follow me everywhere and spread the word, because that's what all the to be able to headline. That's what everybody looks at. They look at how many followers you have, and they got to be real followers. And it takes a village to build this thing. And we've been grinding this out for two years, and. Now we're finally getting a headline, and we want to headline the biggest arenas in the world. So let's just keep the momentum going, and we can't wait to see you guys Sunday night in Lakewood. Awesome, Kurt, man. Sounds great. And then um, before I let you go, I got one one last favor to ask you. Yeah, brother. Uh, you, you mind cutting a promo ID for the show? Just introduce yourself, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle? Today's Boondoggle, right? Okay. Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's Kurt Dimer, and you're listening to Today's Boondoggle. Peace and love. Awesome. Kurt, man, thank you so much. It was really a pleasure getting to talk with you and looking forward to talking to you more on Sunday, man. Uh, appreciate everything you do and sharing your story. Well, let's do that. Well, thank you, man. And I, without folks like you, I couldn't be where I'm at today and on this journey. And I appreciate you helping spread the word for people to get to know who Kurt Dimer is and what his music and his movies are all about. And I can't wait to see you on Sunday. Peace and love to everybody out there. And I look forward to meeting all of you as well. Awesome, man. Take care. All right. Thank you so much, man. Let's do it again.